If there was ever a don't quit with Snit night, this is it. It was really emotional, especially the way we came back. So it was one of the one of my favorite postseason games ever. From the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, this is the Braves Report presented by Kroger, the podcast that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter Justin Toscano along with our columnist Michael Cunningham from the Hank Aaron Terrace at uh, Truist Park after what uh, pretty much a a wild and historic comeback. Yeah, you know what? As we were watching this game in the press box, uh, Michael, I and our colleagues, Gabe Burns, Doug Roberson, I always kept saying I knew they could come back, but it just didn't have that feel. And they did. They saved their season in an hour, Jay. They went from the depths of nothing to saving their season with a momentum-changing, series-defining, potentially, victory to send this one to Philly. Yeah, it was um, kind of depressing in this ballpark for a while. (laughs) I mean, 14 innings with no runs. Nothing's really happening. Uh, The only base runner you got against uh, Wheeler was on an error. And then uh, all of a sudden it kind of got started. And then he had, you had two outs there in the sixth. Um, and it was, you know, like I said, really kind of dead in here. And then you got the walk from Acuna, Acuna kind of gave him the hope. And then the, uh, the error by Turner let him in. And that kind of, that kind of, that was the first moment where you're like, all right, they can score <laughs> this, this all time great offense finally scored a run. And that kind of seems like they got him going. They went from not scoring any runs for 14 innings to spin of scoring five over four innings so now they're back in the series all right well coming up we'll have the full breakdown in the anatomy of this comeback starting with that incredible play in right center field plus how the bullpen held up the big hits the big home runs how max freed got it out his first start in a few weeks plus we'll look ahead to game three and all the answers to your questions in the ask justin segment if this is your first time listening to the show we've got new people jumping on board this week we are happy to have you we're going to be doing new shows after every postseason game so if you haven't done so yet make sure you follow us on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcast this is the braves report from the atlanta journal constitution presented by kroger and it is october postseason is here and it's time to stock up for Halloween as well. Kroger is here to help you with scary good savings. Right now, you can save up to 30% on select Halloween decorations, pumpkin carving kits, toys, and more. So visit Kroger.com slash Halloween. That is Kroger.com slash Halloween or visit your local Kroger store today and we've got a link to their deals in the show notes. And I wonder how many kids in the Southeast have just changed their Halloween costume to Michael Harris. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's... uh. It doesn't. It, it might come with the uniform, but it doesn't come with the five tools. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from the top, first thoughts from manager Brian Snicker on the comeback. It's going to be bad. I know that we had, I don't know, 13 innings or 14 innings of not a lot going on. So, um, you know, it was good to see. I think, you know, they finally amassed a few at bats after the layoff and and kind of got back in their in their groove a little bit. This ties Atlanta's largest comeback in postseason history. The Braves were getting no hit into the sixth inning. Didn't have an extra base hit in this series until the seventh. Be honest, did you think it was over? You know what? There, no, there, there was a part of me that has seen this too many times with this Braves team. I mean, it just feels like it just feels like they always need only a little bit of spark. Like it doesn't even have to be a huge play. It just has to be something. That said. All logic told me that this one might end in three games. Like, all logic through the fifth inning was like, it's going to be pretty tough because not only were they down 4-0, um, 
the Phillies had also left a ton of men on base. Like they were they were pressuring in every single inning. That said, you just we've seen it too many times with this team. Now, this is one of the better moments they've ever authored. Um in any postseason they've been in since Alex Anthopoulos took over and this run started. But I mean, Michael, you, you couldn't have had a ton of faith with what <laughs> was going on and the way it was happening in front of our eyes, right? I mean, we we were grasping for straws for anything that, that could be some optimism. I thought it was kind of over. <laughs> I thought it was over. I'll admit it. Uh, the only thing that just kind of gave me pause was the Phillies leaving all those guys on base. But then when Castellanos gets the run off the uh, the throwing area, gets the third, and they score a sack fly, and that kind of felt like a tack-on run. The way the Braves' offense was going, you know, I didn't see them scoring four runs. I mean, honestly, um, that's the moment where I kind of thought it was over, but obviously it was not. We were joking out here with some of the some of the guys in the auxiliary press box. All right, what are we going to do with an extra day in Philadelphia? <laughs> but I was still like, all right, I'm looking around. I'm like, it's only four. It should be nine. And they left 11 guys on base and never were able to go for the throat. They had a couple of bases loaded opportunities. I thought they missed one here in the first inning when they didn't test Rosario and left the door open. And that little bobble by Trey Turner, allowing Acuna to score the first run, just seemed to change the whole game. Baseball is such a funny game in that two nights ago we sat in this auxiliary press box doing this podcast and I said, you know what? This felt different than last year because this was a back-breaking loss considering that you had Spencer Strider near his best and you still couldn't do anything with it. The Phillies are flying home right now saying, we had Zach Wheeler looking like God himself. Six straight strikes. Yeah, he was was DeGrom, he was Garrett Cole, he was Verlander. He was any one of those guys because he is one of those guys at his best. And he had no hit the Braves through five innings. Not even that, guys. They hadn't even gotten a ball out of the infield no, until no. the fifth inning, until consecutive flyouts. They were they struck out seven times in the first time through. I mean, he was they were out in front, they were behind, they couldn't catch up to him, they fouled it off, but couldn't connect with it. It was anything. They were and somehow more. they were somehow worse than they were on Saturday. <laughs> and and meanwhile, Max Fried looked like a shell of himself because he was rusty, though he did limit the damage, and that became the defining the defining moments of this game were Travis Darno's home run, Austin Riley's home run, Michael Harris's play, Riley's play to get the second out on that play to end the game. But in between, you had the glue, and that was the bullpen. Like the ability of Freed to one, limit damage. Like it could have been so much worse. And two, the bullpen, it just felt like the Phillies had so many opportunities to slit the throat. Not to be too graphic, but that they they had to have smelled blood in the water, and they just could not seize this one. And you look at it, like I said, two nights ago, we talked about the Braves missing a big opportunity. The Phillies will fly home tonight, and they will spend tomorrow knowing that they could have gone up 2-0 with another couple hits, and they just didn't do it. They just whiffed on it, and they blew it. And and I think the, for the Braves, they got new life. Um, and as A.J. Minter said, you know, we saved our season with one at bat. Michael, it's funny how postseason baseball works, isn't it? When you lose one game, you feel like you're never going to win another one. And then when you win one game, it feels like you're going to win the World Series. And that feels like it's back in play for the Braves. Yeah, it's emotional swings. And I think uh, two things that come away from this game that the Braves feel good about. Well, three games, obviously, feel good about the win. But I think looking at the bigger picture of the series, uh, Freed says the blister wasn't a problem. That's big. If, yep. if his only problem was rust, then you think if he comes back to pitch in this series, you're going to get the real Freed. 
that's a big deal. And I think, too, what Snicker said about, I think now that uh, our guys have had some more at-bats, they're starting to find their groove. If that's true, you're going to get the real Braves offense going for it. So if you get the real Braves offense going for it and um, the real Max Free coming back, it's a different series now. Yeah, and I think, uh, Michael, what you mentioned, getting the offense going. Guys, the one way to win in Philly is to get it going early. And, and oh, by the way, this might be the perfect recipe because this Braves team is the best in franchise history in the first inning. That is probably the only way you're going to seize games in Philly is by scoring early, getting the lead. Like, that's the recipe the Phillies used. It almost worked twice. It worked once. And I think that's going to be huge for the Braves. The thing that doesn't is weird and doesn't bode well for either team is the off day kind of in the middle. Again. Going back there again. But that that's such a welcome sign of momentum for the Braves who have been so good in first innings. Last year, and, and I keep comparing it to last year because it, it kind of feels like the same series so far with the swings. But game two, they got to Wheeler in the sixth inning. Tonight, it felt like much more of a momentum shift that could be carried over because of how it happened. All right, let's look at the big moments that have created this momentum from the Braves, and we'll start from the back. Let's check in on Michael Harris, see how he's doing after that incredible catch. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I was I lost my lost my voice kind of after Austin's home run, uh, and then I don't know after that happened, everything everything I just blacked out, and uh, I guess we we end up winning the game somehow, and. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Just being from here is kind of cool to do that in the playoffs for, for a team like we're rooting for. Michael, for those of us of a certain age, the catch in Braves lore is either Otis Nixon in 92 against the Pirates or pretty much anything Andrew Jones ever did. Yes. <laughs> but if the Braves turn this around, the kid from Stockbridge just made the list. Yeah, man. Um, from the press spot, we had a really great vantage point on that ball. I mean, it was a, it was a rope. It, it was really flying. You're thinking, he's not going to get to this. Bryce Harper was thinking he's not going to get to this, <laughs> and he got to it. Kind of got to it. When you look at the replay, kind of got to it kind of easy. It's like the guy, he's a great center fielder, and that's uh, obviously a position where you want to have a great defender, and Michael Harris is that. And uh, then you had uh, Austin with he says was kind of a lucky play to be in position to get that. Yeah, here's Austin. <laughs> um, I think I was the only reason I was in the position that I was was because I was screaming one. And then just the momentum just kept pulling me that way, you know. Um, and it ended up just being right spot at the right time. The great Sarah Langs from uh, MLB.com points out that this was the first ever 8-5-3 double play in postseason history at any point in any game, let alone to end it. Can you imagine a bigger, better, more momentum-inducing play to, to win a game? I mean, I, I asked guys in the clubhouse – have you ever seen one end like that? And Kevin Pillar's like, not that I can think of. And Pierce Johnson's like, uh, no. And he was like, I still got chills thinking about it. And like Michael said, it was struck pretty well. And it was one of those that I didn't think was crushed off the bat, but it carried and carried and carried some more. But Michael Harris, man, there is no ball that is out of play for that guy. And the funny thing is, he might be on even more highlight reels if he even had to dive for balls. So many times he doesn't have to dive or make, you know, leaping catches because he is so good. This time he sacrificed his body. He crashes into the wall. And then Kevin Pillar used a very colorful word in saying the play that shouldn't be forgotten. Uh, and he said, sorry for my language, is Austin backing it up because you don't assume anything in baseball. And fundamental, fundamentally sound, 
he backed it up and he was kind of going that way. And it almost looked like Austin charging a bunt and uh, and kind of getting that one to Olsen, who then flexed after the win. But I, this was <laughs> Rob Thompson said after the game that usually on those plays, you're taught not to pass second base. You're taught to at least stay at second. Honest to God, I cannot blame the situation. I cannot blame Bryce Harper for just going past 90% it. Ninety percent of the time, check. he's going to score on that ball. Uh, yeah, and and tie the game down a run that would have been two outs with a man at first. Like, I I don't blame him at all because he cannot afford to be at third there when that thing's over against a guy like Iggy. I but man, they they doubled him off, and I think uh, guys they don't really boo too much in pregame intros here. Bryce Harper is one guy they do boo, and I think there are a lot of Braves fans going to sleep really tight and mighty that that he was the one who got doubled off. <laughs> yeah, and if he gets back to first, then you have Stott, the lefty, coming up. He's having, he's having a good series. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of, you know, the Phillies still have a shot there. And um, so really a big play by uh, – by uh, Austin, even though he says he was kind of like, I like his candor and admitting that, hey, I was just really worried about saying, go to first, go to first, go to first. Probably wasn't supposed to be on the pitcher's mound, but it worked out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it takes luck sometimes. Speaking of which, is Trey Turner having the most, the weirdest series known to man? Like, he's made the best play I've ever seen, two of the worst plays he could ever hope to make. He's had big hits. He's had big at bats. He's run the bases well, big stolen base. Like, but tonight, like he made two errors that were pretty costly. One of them gets Wheeler's pitch count up a little bit more. The other one lets Acuna score, and you just—it was two plays that were easy, or, or should have been easy, and they just look like mental errors, just a lack of focus. And and I, but he's also somehow been one of their best players in the series, and it, it just. Postseason baseball is weird, but it's nights like tonight that make you believe anything can happen. And those momentum shifts of, as you said earlier, Jay, one night everything's good and you can win the World Series. The next night, the season's over. And it's just, I don't know what's going to happen in games three and four. I do know that Philly is going to be rocking. I do know that's going to be a tough environment. I do know if the Braves are not careful, they're going to get smoked there. You know if they make some of the same mistakes they did. But this team tonight proved again that it's a team that can win it all. And the guy who put him over the top, Austin Riley, back in the three-hole with the big bomb. You know, just trying to put up a competitive bat, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're not you're not, not trying to do too much and just try to be in the moment. And, um, you know, I actually stepped out and looked over and Scyther's, you know, I, I sometimes overstride when big moments and get too, you know, amped up. And he just kind of was, you know, telling me to calm down. And, and you know, I was just trying to put a barrel on the ball. Uh, it's all. It's all it was. Um, you know, it, it's definitely up there. You know, with my top top ones. And I think, like I said, for me, it's the crowd that does it. I mean, how, how loud it gets. You know, put. You know, fighting with this team. Um, you know, just unbelievable, unbelievable team. Um, you know, obviously, still still a lot of work work to to do. Um, but you know, just gonna en- enjoy this one tonight. He still may have been out on his front for a little bit because he hit that out one-handed. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that he said he wanted to relax because it was kind of a relaxed swing. It was yes, kind of like like was. a nice, easy, relaxed swing. And he's a big dude, big strong dude, and the ball just went. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. If, if only I could hit a ball like that. I don't know if I get the ball past the third base, but just swinging it one-handed. But that was all the talk of Austin, you know, the, the lineup, all that stuff. On, on Saturday, he goes 0 for 3, and then Mr. Clutch. You've heard it, especially on social media, that 
He has not been good with the runners in scoring position this season. Uh, 199 batting average with a 743 OPS, I believe, in those spots. Um, but this is a guy who has been a postseason hero before. And he's a guy that in any one of those spots you would want up um, in October because he could do something like that. I think Snit had a pretty good description of this. He goes, you know, I didn't know how go- how hardy and how good he got it but you know those big strong guys when they get it it just keeps carrying and that's what it was like brandon marsh is kind of ranging over and jumps at the bullpen and you you could just tell that was gone though because it was going to keep carrying and i think a really underrated play that should never go unnoticed is him backing up the play on on michael harris's throw because that was I mean, who knows what Bryson Stott does, as Michael said, with that next at bat um, to get that final out. I mean, Austin Riley, I think, um, man, he he pretty much just personifies all the Braves are about uh, with that thumping offense, the fundamentally, you know, sound play, um, the attitude, the business-like demeanor. I, I mean, it's it's everything. And tonight he authored another one of those postseason moments like he did in 21. This was uh, Jay. I always, on, on this podcast, we've said it multiple times. We felt that stadium shake in Philly. I need to give Truist Park some credit. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, that Truist Park press box, and we're not in the thick of it like we are in Philly, you know, just with the way it's uh, it's situated. That press box was shaking tonight. It was, you could feel the stadium rattling on that home run. It was one of those moments, and A.J. Minner with the obvious follow-up, did that save your season? I mean, how could it not? I mean... This was, you know, it was a must-win situation tonight, and now we have to go back to Philly, and um, hopefully, you know, we can win two, just even it up and take it back here to game five, and I mean, it just changes all the momentum. I mean, all the momentum's on our side, and uh, I mean, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves now. Before we look ahead to game three, let's talk about the game two start a little bit. Max Freed? Just, I was uh, awfully rusty. I had no command. Only pitch I really had was my curveball, and I, you know, Travis did a great job back there trying to just get me through it with with not a lot of uh, just command or stuff. And, uh, you know, they, that Phillies team is really good hitters, and they put together a lot of really good at-bats, and uh, they really grinded me down today. Aces are supposed to, to, to do two things, dominate with their main stuff, but when they don't have it, give you a chance to win. I think that's the best thing you can say about Freed, what, what kind of speaks to how good he is now and, and how much he's – ascended to kind of the game's elite tier is that he did not have it like that was pretty clear from batter one that he did not have it 30 pitches in the first the command was not there um the fact that he made it as far as he did and just limited the damage kept them there we were saying our colleague Gabe Burns and I were saying in that first inning it could have been three runs four runs maybe maybe five runs if if it spirals even more last year they jumped on him this year, he limited the damage well enough to get it to the point where they didn't need to use a middle reliever they didn't want to, and they could get to you know one of their better relievers uh, where it wouldn't put them in a vulnerable position. I mean, that's pretty much as good as it gets for not being anywhere near he, where he can be, um, and it is a good sign that he said it was more rust uh, and that the finger's fine, um, and that he said just plain and simple, it, you know, I didn't execute my pitches. I've got to do that, um, but it sounds, I mean, fingers crossed, it sounds like the blister is no longer an issue. That's great news considering that if there were a game five, um, as A.J. Minter mentioned, 
uh, Max Freed, you know, would be lined up to start. And Michael, the Braves bullpen now has pitched seven innings in this series. One earned run, last four innings tonight, two hits and a walk, and that's it. Yeah, and that's another good thing to come out of these two games uh, because the bullpen, as everybody knows, it kind of faded down the stretch. So to have those guys come out and uh, do their job, and they've used, they've used a lot of guys in, um, uh, tonight, and they all did their job, that's that's a big key, especially against this this Phillies lineup, and you're especially going to need that when you go down in the – to Philly, and as we all know, is a park where you know mistakes get punished for home runs. So, uh, yeah, the Braves have to feel really good about their bullpen now. All right, coming up, we'll take a look at what's going to happen in Game Three, and we've got some thoughts from AJC columnist Mark Bradley as well. This is the Braves report from the Atlanta Journal Constitution, presented by Kroger. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, as we've talked about, we've got way, way more reporters and photographers and staff covering this playoff series than anybody in Atlanta. We've got a dozen people that have been at this ballpark tonight. And the easiest way to make sure that you have all of our coverage, everything we write in the same place every morning, is the Braves Report newsletter, which comes in your inbox Monday through Friday and throughout the playoffs. So to make sure you sign up, it is a benefit not only to our subscribers, but to everyone. Go to AJC.com slash newsletters. That's AJC.com slash newsletters. But the only way you can read all of those stories inside that newsletter is to subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And right now we got a special deal to get six months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's everything we have to offer. Not just Braves coverage, but sports, breaking news, politics, food and dining, on and on and on. So to take advantage of this deal, go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast so you always know what's really going on. All right, on such a momentous night, we did want to make sure we got the thoughts of legendary AJC columnist Mark Bradley in the show. He's seen pretty much every huge game the Braves have played here in Atlanta, so we wanted to grab him real quick to get his perspective on this night. It was pretty terrible, Braves-wise, for about five innings, and then it got pretty great at the end. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not Sid Bream, but it's, it's pretty far up there on the old Atlanta list of dramatic victories in postseason. Did Austin Riley save their season? Well, he certainly prolonged it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think they have, I think they have, you know, they have life again. They, they go to Philly down 0-2. It's still not over, but it's close. Now it's like, you know, win one game up there, they come back here. Does this wash away the fears of the first 15 innings? Um, yeah, it helps a lot. I mean, you know, you you when you don't score, it's pretty hard to have confidence in anything and then all of a sudden they scored five runs and uh, 
and it's tied at one woman. And, and you know, the Phillies have to be thinking about, okay, did we stay too long with Wheeler? Um, was Hoffman the right guy to bring in there? Um, didn't we leave 11 guys on base? Uh, didn't Bryce Harper overrun second base on the last play of the game? I mean, there are a lot of things there, and they, you know, they're thinking we're going home with a chance to sweep, and now it's like we're not, we don't have a chance to sweep anymore. Do you believe in momentum? Um, I'm uh, less so in baseball than in most things because, you know, the, the old saying, momentum is tomorrow's starting pitcher, and they have Aaron Nola lined up, and the Braves haven't yet said who they have. But, but you know, I, 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 I like the Braves' chances a lot better than I did about an hour ago. Do you believe in momentum? I absolutely believe in momentum, um, especially in the postseason. The team that grabs it feels unstoppable. It can switch hands, but I certainly believe in it, and anybody who plays this game would say they believe in it too. Can I Can I actually make a comment on Mark's comments? Sure. I was going to say that if we did winners of the night, Marcelo Zuna had the best strikeout in Braves franchise history in the postseason. The reason I say that was because that was why Rob Thompson felt so comfortable sticking with Zach Wheeler for another batter, <laughs> and it got to Travis Darnot, who caught him in New York and had success against him. So it's like that completely changed the game, that his stuff looked just good enough to, to stick with him. But I certainly believe in momentum. Um, we've seen it too many times. Like I said, it can change hands, but the Braves have it right now. And um, But I wonder if the off day does a little bit to, to kind of water everything down and reset it. Oh man, I'm the wrong guy to ask about momentum. <laughs> I'm a numbers guy. I don't. I don't if you can't, if you can't prove it. It doesn't. No, I mean, uh, it definitely can help the Braves, right? Um, the winning is the momentum because, like I said, there's 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 so many things that now are turned into positives. For Max Free, you, you get it if you if you can bring it back here, then you get him. You get the real Max Free. The offense coming together. Uh, maybe they just need to see it. I mean. Um, Darno was talking about how when uh, Acuna getting on base and scoring on that uh, on on the air, you know that hustle and that heads up play gave the gave the Braves energy and got the crowd into it and it, and it did. I gotta I gotta say that that was a momentum play, you know, right? You can't you can't prove it, but it, that's what it looked like to me. Once he did that, everything kind of livened up here a little bit. It's like uh, finally we scored a run, we can yep. do it, and uh, yeah. So maybe there was some momentum there from game to game. I don't know. We'll see. Like uh, Justin said, with the off day in between, maybe not so much. Maybe if you were. Coming back to the ballpark tomorrow afternoon, still still feeling that buzz, but we'll see. All right, let's look ahead to Philly. I like it. I like it. It's a fun place to play. I feel like I can really focus there. I feel like the fans are really engaged and into it, and I feel like they boo me every time that I go up to my, but I feel like that helps. That helps me focus more. That's Ron Lacuna. Yeah, it's different up there, no doubt. But it's not like the Braves just didn't take three or four and danced on that field less than a month ago. Yeah, but, I mean, I was there. I understand that. That was not close to what the environment can be there. Nope. Like I, it was, it was just, it's just different in the playoffs as we saw last year. I don't put much stock into what happened in September for obvious reasons. We felt good about the Braves going to Philly last year because we had no idea what they were going to be up against, and then the Phillies absolutely rocked them uh, in front of a raucous crowd. It's going to be a tough environment, especially because we don't know who the game three starter is. Usually, it would be Charlie Morton. Um, and the Braves would be set up well if they had Morton and Strider going in games three and four. Instead, it should be Bryce Elder, AJ Smith-Shaver, combination of everybody. Who knows? But 
I yeah, I don't put much stock into what happened in September, especially just because it's it's going to be such a different, more energized environment, especially because Phillies fans know they don't want this thing coming back to Atlanta. For the record, here's what Snit had to say about a starter in Game Three after this one. We're gonna uh, just, we're still talking on that this evening and probably into the morning as we process a lot of things and see how we want to go. Honestly, Michael, how should they go? Oh boy, <laughs> uh, there's two schools of thought. If you want to go with with Elder, he had a great first half, not such a great second half. A um, little bit more experience, experience than Smith Shower. Um, who has better stuff. So if you want to go to the stuff angle, if you got two guys who aren't very experienced, go with the guy with the better stuff. But I think you go with Elder, see how much you can get, and now you feel better. Like I said, that's another reason why the bullpen being good today is good. Now you feel better about your other options in the bullpen. So just stick with Elder. Hope we can give you, you know, three, four innings and go from there. There's two ways to look at it. One is, as Michael said, you know, Elder's, Got a little more experience. He was an all-star for you. He's shown you that he can locate. The other is that A.J. Smith-Shaver just has better stuff. And you could argue against a lineup like this, stuff and velocity matters. Uh, maybe more. Um, you, really, that, you really want to throw a 21-year-old out in that fire pit, though? That's what I, yeah. That, <laughs> he doesn't that's know what I was, better. That's well, what, that, that helps. <laughs> I, I don't know, though. I mean, that's a tough, tough, tough place. For a you know a kid who's never done it before, he's got to do it sometime. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's got to be you know this time now. But I also wonder if they could do a bullpen game. Like, what if you tried to just get through those first few batters and then best case scenario get three out of Bryce, two out of Smith, Shaver, and then turn it over to the top four guys. Yeah, yeah. Or even try to go with an opener of some sort. Try to get through uh, what would be Schwarber, Turner, and Harper probably. And Brad then, Hand, you're up. And then see, yeah, I don't, I, but I don't know if they would do it with a guy like you know Brad. Hand, I mean Brad Hand, but maybe maybe you try. I don't know, like maybe you try to do that, and so that so that the first time that top of the lineup faces your guy is the third or fourth. I don't know, but like I think there's multiple ways to go about it. I think they have a pretty decent idea of what they want to do. They just haven't said it yet because there's an off day tomorrow. All right, now we'll go ahead and uh, pivot into the Ask Justin segment where we answer Braves fans' questions on Twitter at Justin C. Toscano. Jay, I think we fell about 210 short of, of the last night's record. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was there was so much enthusiasm as uh, Michael Cunningham go ahead and uh, will sign off for the evening. It's uh, He's going to go ahead and catch his flight, so we'll see him in uh, Philadelphia tomorrow. Uh, but we'll start with uh, James Copeland. At what point did you start planning your vacation? Oh, God. I mean... <laughs> You, it looked over. It looked over. Uh, honestly, it, it was like I knew the Braves could and, and maybe would do it. Here's the thing. like They needed to win this game. Needed it. Couldn't have it any other way. And maybe they would, with their backs against the wall, they would have won two in Philly. But I thought something was going to – they had to do it some way, somehow. I didn't. I never got as far enough as planning my vacation. But um, I, I was almost too shocked to, to – even think about anything else i was like it, it, it can't happen this way right nope. like it can't go out this way all right next up from mark fussell what happens if snit doesn't use this lineup in game three now, to be fair this lineup only got four hits <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna say if if you're the phillies how pissed off are you that you you're going back one one instead of two zero have, have, have you ever seen 
Oh, left on base count 11 to 2 and I, the two wins? I, I would be irate if I were a Phillies fan. Like Which is I, not hard up it, there. Yeah, no, 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 no. They've, they've got a lot of reasons. But um, no, it, exa- I mean, there's no reason to go back to anything else. And Snit said it was just for the starting pitcher. Uh, they knew Suarez was going to be on a short leash. That's why they did it. They wanted to create the matchups they wanted with the Phillies bullpen, um, you know, which they felt was going to be an early. They were correct. Just didn't work out this time. Worked out tonight with a couple home runs. Next up from at Scotty FSU. Hard to say I know, but do you think there will be any momentum to change the playoff format going forward? The seeding, days off, and general feel of wildcard teams having an advantage needs to be looked at. The Orioles are also on the phone. Yeah, and so are the Dodgers. So are the Dodgers. So are the Dodgers. The Dodgers, though, have no pitching. Uh, The Orioles are young. I, you know, like, maybe there's something to the layoff because the Braves woke up late tonight. I think the Phillies have played a pretty good series so far. But, yeah, I I think they're going to look at it just because the top seeds have not done well these first couple years. Um and so, I, I mean, I think – I don't know if they'll look at it to change it, but I think they would look at it a little bit as they look at everything. But sure, the 104 win Braves, like, you don't have much room to complain. This is the best roster in baseball. You, you got to show it. Vacuums are going. It's time to start getting toward the end. Next up from at Fred Daniel, let's hope this means the monster is now awake. I think, I think it does. I don't know that the Braves are going to come out in the first inning or two in Philly and score four runs. But I do think they've they've got enough juice to not get smoked like they did last year. Like I think this one was heading for Jay. We thought we were going to be in Philly for a day. Yeah, it, it, this one was headed for complete disaster. I think the Phillies woke up the monster, and it wasn't anything the Phillies did. They didn't get too cocky. They didn't do anything. But I think they played with the game just a little bit too much there, and had a little too much faith in their ace, which you know he's earned it. But it. Tonight, it, it backfired a little bit, and uh, a couple of the decisions did, as they didn't last night, uh, you know, two nights ago. The monster, I think, is, uh, is very much alive and awake and awake. From C.K. Shortell, that play to end the game could be the 2023 equivalent of the 2001 Jeter play, assuming we get past this series. That's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, and I think, um, I think... That's a play that you're going to see on highlight reels for years anyways. If the Braves advance further, if they go to the World Series, if they win the World Series, that will be on every Braves highlight reel for the rest of Michael Harris's life. Like that, that is going to be remembered as the play because who knows what, you know, because one, Harper scores. Two, Castellanos is on second with an out. Yep. So you you never know. Um, and then you got Kimbrel coming up next uh, to get the save you never know what happens if he doesn't make that play next up from at chris j harold can you send an ambulance to my house I, well at this point i think it's you're already committed so. does, does kroger sponsor us enough for that would we would we be able to to get their help with that well we, we do want every brave support podcast listener to survive um and yes. stay out of the hospital so they can listen to the next show and last one from z mon i just want to scream and run around my house is this acceptable uh, it is, uh, according to your spouse and your HOA regulations. 
Yeah, 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 no, I, I think that's acceptable. And uh, anybody who doesn't understand will just, uh, they, they probably shouldn't be in your life. If, 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 if your spouse doesn't understand, that's a you problem. The, yeah, and, and like, that's a them problem, considering they married you, knowing that you were yeah, a big Braves right. fan and that this would come with it in October. So uh, just hopefully they don't have work at 6 a.m. next All time. right, so that's uh, where we will leave it. Let's head on up to Philly. Yeah, yeah, I don't, you know what? We'll be there for a couple days. Last time I ate nine cheesesteaks in three days. I was. I was I'm hoping high. to. I'm hoping to uh, to get somewhat close. Yeah. So stand by. We will have cheesesteak uh, standings and power rankings while we're up there. But uh, we're going to be doing like we said every uh, show after every postseason game. We're the only we're the only podcast group traveling to Philly that we know of. Uh, so we're just going to pretend like we're the only ones that we know. Uh, but do a, do us a favor. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Help us grow. Rate, review, follow, share, subscribe, and we will see you after Game 3 here on the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia, That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, But I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.